Clerks is not for air. Marked with a production date of May 31st, 1995. Let's put 22 minutes on the clock. Pilots study Chris and Grimes. They're talking all of your favorite shows. But only the pilot episode. That means the first show. In case you didn't know. You never know what show they're going to talk about. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study episode number 28. My name is Chris Lantinen and I am your host and I'm joined as always. The guy's a narc and a coward. It's Grimes. <laughs> What's up, dude? Did you ever paint any water towers growing up? Get in any trouble? No, I did real crime. <laughs> Not this coward crime. Yeah, um, I wasn't like a juvenile delinquent. I was a real crime guy. I like bringing also like, known as a criminal. <laughs> also joining us today is a very special guest. He writes for Modern Vinyl and hosts the From and Inspired by podcast. His name is Nick Spacek. Welcome, Nick. Hi, guys. Did I get your name right that time? You did. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit out the one where I sound like an idiot. Um, so today we are beginning unaired. This is our theme month in which we talk about unaired pilot episodes, and we're going to start with Clerks, a live-action adaptation of Kevin Smith's 1994 film. Only a year later came this attempt at a show, one that didn't star any of the original cast members, and they did reportedly audition, which we'll talk about later, one that didn't feature contributions from Smith, and one in which they couldn't even use the characters of Jay and Silent Bob because of legal issues. <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you start, Nick. You are our guest. You get to talk first. What is your relationship to the original Clerks film and how offended were you by this television show? <laughs> um I was it was really weird. Like I didn't get to see Clerks until it came out on video, obviously, but like uh because I grew up in a small town in Kansas. But they played uh, can't even tell like constantly on the local like alt rock radio station. Mm-hmm. So like I knew that, and then I bought the clerk soundtrack, so I knew like all the dialogue snippets, and I kind of knew what the plot was because I had seen the video on MTV a couple of times. And so like I watched it, and like f- my brother and I rented it like one evening while my parents were out of town, and my m- I recall my mom coming home. Like right at the you f the dead guy scene, <laughs> um, and that is that is like sort of my overarching memory of that. And like I remember like when the Clerks animated series came out and like watched it like the two times it actually aired on television. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I watched this with my wife in the vicinity and i was just it, it, it's amazing because like there are actually people who are kind of famous in it yeah for real <laughs> like i'm like hey that's a dude from justified is that carrie russell and i had always known that jim brewer played randall like that was sort of like the one thing i did know about it but like actually having gotten to watch this after like hearing about it for like like 15 20 years like knowing that it had been a thing Wow. Well, it it had, hmm. it had been a thing, and like it was 
it was so mysterious at some point in time. Like I was reading these AV Club articles about it, and like they they published something like um, "Thank You Internet" like in that series where it was basically about the discovery of this pilot. So for a while, I don't think this was available. I think somebody found it, uploaded it to some file sharing website, and then somebody took that video and uploaded it to YouTube because of course they were putting like this is not my copy. <laughs> You know, I had nothing to do with this. I'm just transferring it over to YouTube. So I think for a while, this was really, really hard to come by. When I was in college, like I was like hardcore in like to like the view askew message board and like ain't it cool news and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So like this had always been like one of those things that I knew existed. And it was like, well, when is there ever going to be a chance to see this? Like before streaming video and all of that, like I've barely remember like when you had to like track down via like a very tiny real player file of like the original like Jesus versus Santa uh South Park thing when that mm -hmm. first came online like that but yeah I'm I I've known about this for so long and just I recall like it was supposed to be on the clerk's 10th anniversary DVD but I guess like they watched it, and it was so bad, they just shut it off after, like, three minutes. <laughs> uh, Grimes, I'm going to let you get in here um, for some title talk. Because, uh, okay. So th this is the title sequence that, of course, harkens back to the black and white um, status of the original film. Um, but w what else can you tell our listeners about what they're getting for a title sequence here, which is what we kind of always like to start with? Well... You know, is there one? I mean, it, it says clerks, right? And then there's like a couple credits and they show the the not real store. I know I noted that because it's, it's almost like it's almost like they wanted to do like this edgy like title sequence. Like they try to be really edgy and that they would make it really short. It's not like they're not showing all the different cast members doing something goofy. It's not like a friend's intro that was common back in right. this period. Right, but I mean, beyond that, it's a very '90s intro. Like you show the exterior, you move inside, and you you kind of get on with the plot. Uh, the song is uh, "Bash and Pop," making me sick is the intro song, and that comes from the Clerks soundtrack. Um, and I mean, to me, that's like kind of the baseline of the relationship between the show, the show, and the movie. It's like they robbed the Quick Stop and they took everything that wasn't bolted down. Like they so they took the song and they you know they repurposed it. Um, they took the character names of Randall and Dante because those weren't owned, but they left Jay and Silent Bob because those were owned by View Askew, and they took Veronica, but they left all the movie's charm. So they like tried to steal everything from the movie, but I mean there were cer certain things that they just couldn't take, and like I think the title sequence is a good representation of that. They can't take the movie's charm; they can only like say like, "Oh, this is on the soundtrack. Look at the link." You know, that's right. kind of yeah, just... all I saw. The whole thing felt so generic. I mean, you can't like even get a, a shot of the real store from the movie. They, <laughs> they stole the wrong shit. It seems like, and it, I don't know. I was very frustrated watching this show. Well, because it's like in a strip yeah. mall, right? Yeah, it's kind of like right. a different aesthetic altogether. Being there's in a strip like mall. another ice cream shop added to it with the video store and the convenience store too. Well, so another character. It's like the ice cream guy hangs out there, but there's a ton of different clerks because they have a mixer at the end. Like yeah. all these oh, people. Oh, the salon, yeah. Yeah, there's all these people that are supposed to be working at stores, but all of them can get out for an 8 p.m. mixer. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is just mind-blowing. Um, Nick, overall thoughts on the show? 
how do you think all these character characters are introduced? Just kind of throw some stuff out there. Anything you want to discuss, we're open. Uh, it's just it. The thing about it is that it's it's like they're like, you remember this movie? Like <laughs> everything is sort of like a a nod at it, but it's like it's like they watch the movie and they're like, oh, they're two guys who make jokes and they work in a store. And that was like the only thing they took away from it. And like Jim Brewer, I think is the only one maybe involved in the whole thing who has like some idea of what it's supposed to be. Like yeah. he seems to, he's, he's got that aesthetic. Like he's got the, the Jeff Anderson sort of like he can do the one liners really well, but yeah. Everything I, else is. I, I kind of thought he was more so going like, like throw, th- like trying to hit like a Jim Carrey type home run, like that. I always thought of Jim Brewer as like the poor man's Carrey, and that he, it's physical humor, but it's like crossed with stoner comedy. Like you could tell he grew up watching like Cheech and Chong, and now is trying to be Jim Carrey. When really, if he just played like the full stoner, I think he'd have more success in both this in both the show and probably his career. Yeah, like it's. I've always been like liked Jim Brewer, but in this sort of way that I'm kind of embarrassed to. <laughs> well, he does like metal music now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that. He's PR. like he's like a he's like a rock star now. Yeah, we've been getting hammered with that PR, but like even like by the first minute, he's doing like Jim Brewer voice. He's yeah, like he's not doing like Goat Boy, but he's doing like half Pesci, you know, type of shit. And he's like, you know, halfway through the episode, he's doing like the he's hanging himself, like all out physical gag. That was pretty funny, though. Yeah. I I mean, I think like (laughs) obviously he's the most naturally talented of this cast and he would eventually obviously go on to SNL and have this pretty relatively successful career. But I just think here he's like he's kind of on a different show. Like mm-hmm. he, he's on a yeah. he, he's on like a full out sitcom while the other people see, I guess I'm kind of opposite of you guys. Like he's on a full out sitcom and the other people are kind of like attempting to ground themselves in the aesthetic that the movie build. I don't know if anybody agrees oh, with me. God, come on, give me a break. Lotion? There's nothing in this stuff that can. Ow! What? Oh! Oh! I'm melting! I'm melting! He just seems out of place. He does. And I think another thing, too, is like the guy who plays Dante, Andrew Lowry, all right, right. He sounds, his voice sounds exactly like Randall's from the fucking movie. And he looks nothing <laughs> yeah. like Dante. Why the fuck didn't <laughs> Brewer play Dante and switch these roles? I mean, he sounds exactly like it. I thought it was him. I had to like make sure it wasn't. So I don't get that at, at all. That cast, the whole casting of this show, I mean, you have Carrie Russell in there, you know, not really doing. I don't know. Carrie Russell is like a throwaway character, obviously, early, right. early in her career, where, you know, you put her in that girlfriend role, and may- maybe you got something, you know? You know, maybe you have maybe. a little more, just a little more of a connection between that, that male and female lead. You know, so the basic premise here is the same. Clerks at various stores, hanging out at Dante's, neglecting their own. We have Randall jumping over from the video store. We toss in an ice cream store dude, which I want to talk about. And, you know, the kind of the the early 20s crisis because i believe the woman was 24 the guy was 25 so they're certainly playing the right age that early 20s crisis of wanting to work a shit job but wanting to advance i think that's relatively that's relatively preserved so let's talk about the ice cream guy 
This is the guy yeah. that shows up later in Justified. I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious as to what you guys think of Rick Gomez in this show and maybe if he was really needed. He's the no. most sitcommy <laughs> of them all. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. He's the wacky friend. Like he he's the wacky neighbor. Like he he is um he is the Schneider of yep. Clerks, the live action TV pilot. Well, I just like if you if you look at the scene between Randall and Dante and they go out in the parking lot there for a second and they, they have this nice moment by the car. And it's kind of like a sweet moment. There's like a couple easy laughs like they have some clear chemistry. There's like some sincerity and it's that that type of sincerity that really grounded the film. And there's Randall to kind of like break any tension that comes about to kind of keep it away from any sort of like outright dramatic fare. Like that, those two together were interesting to me. And whenever they were alone together, they had these kind of not like philosophical, but they were certainly dealing in some lower level of sitcom existentialism, I guess is what I'll say. Like, and I, I liked those two together, but making this show a three hander didn't work for me. No. Like bringing that other yeah. guy in he kind of disrupted their rhythms. They felt like they had to give him all the funny lines when Brewer or the other guy would have delivered them better. Like the crazy neighbor kind of like anchored this show down. I agree. Oh yeah. It was just, I was, I guess I was just surprised at how much I liked the two main guys when it was just the two main guys or when there were scenes with just two people. Like I kind of liked this show because of that scene and because of the one where they're in the back of the cop car at the very end. <laughs> and again, there's like this Generation X, like mid-20s, low-20s crisis of like, okay, I want to move on to a better job. I want to make money, but I don't want to take something I fucking hate. Like, I would rather work a shit job. And I would tell this to people now, like, work a shit job until you find something you like. Don't just sign yourself up for a five-year sentence at, like, fucking Cubicle Central, you know? Like, find something That's you That's easy to like. say when you don't have student loans. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but the, does the, did this guy <laughs> go to school? We got... I don't think he did, right? He seems like a guy that went straight from high school to like the store. He seems like he could go anyway, yeah. He, he went from high school to the convenience you know, store. You know, I am. I'm just hanging out. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. While Veronica, the only thing in it that makes any sense at all is walking away... Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking about pie. I'm gonna make a phone call. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Not the job phone call. Yeah, yeah, the job phone call. Great Eastern insurance. Dante, don't do that. Come on. I mean, think about all that you'd be missing out on. You'd be missing out on peeking in on them midnight aerobics, right? <laughs> on little afternoon strolls in the parking lot. Dante. Dante. Bagel hockey! <laughs> and then the mid-90s were different. I mean, it was very cool to be stupid back then. <laughs> and now everyone who grew up then, like guys this age, 45, 50, now we have Donald Trump. So you can see where that led. So, so why do we think, Nick, why do you think it was cool to be stupid back then? Because I think that is like an interesting point. Like, why did characters like Randall and Dante, why were they endearing to our generation well i like the the thing is 
I think like Dante and Randall, like especially like in the original Clerks movie, and like a lot of the characters that were in film at that time were all like they 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 didn't go to school, man, but like they knew what was up. Like they had <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> they knew the real meaning. Like that was like the thing about like watching like Clerks. Like even now, I can go back and watch it and be like, no, no, I get it. Like it's when you have like two people who know a lot about stuff that is completely like not useful in terms of a career, mm-hmm. which is kind of <laughs> what I've based my entire existence around. Uh, yeah. Like I may have watched this movie too much as a young man, but no, like it's 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 that idea. It's like being being able to like know more than the squares man like that's that's the real thing and unfortunately knowing more than the squares means that you can't like do your taxes or pay your mortgage or pay your rent on time (laughs) well and it's like you know another thing that's missing i will say that one thing that's really missing from this show is that Smith did have this steady base of nerdiness, right? You have that famous Star Wars conversation. You you see these guys as like I I like pseudo geeks, I guess. They're mm-hmm. not like full out geek characters, but they're like the pre geeks. They're the basis of angry comment board people. <laughs> like Randall and Dante. They really are. And this show, I don't really know what Dante and Randall like. Like I know that's like a weird complaint, but I don't like, what is Dante into, you know? And it, I guess yeah. it, it lacks those conversations that establish, like, these guys are, like, big nerds. They're a little bit of a nerd. They are sports guys. Like, I don't know. I couldn't identify with them on that sort of level. I, I don't know what they're about at all. And, I mean, that's a lot to accomplish in 20 minutes as compared to 90. But I think that's probably the main failure here. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but in the movie, I mean, within the first, you know, they introduce Dante first, he's answering the phone, I'm not even supposed to be here, all that shit. And then they introduce Randall, and and in that opening scene, I seem to remember, like, they showed some hockey gear, they showed him, like, getting ready for work, driving, you know, you did get to know them a little bit, you got a sense of that they were humans outside of this store, rather than trapped in some god awful looking set of like way too nice of a store everyone's too good looking way too like, many that was, items right yeah. and that was what was endearing <laughs> about clerks and kevin smith i think in general like somebody like that can even make it in hollywood just like a fat schlub with a ged from jersey or whatever you know like it was too clean it was too networky and and yeah they just they totally lost me i, I agree with what you're saying you don't really get a sense of who these guys are um, other than buddies who work at a store and don't really, you know, they speak in catchphrases to each other or that weird Kevin Smith dialogue. Like, they really started off that in the beginning and they sort of dialed it back and went for more jokes, it seems. Because uh, that dialogue in the Clerks movie, that's some pretty dense shit. Well, what's even, what's crazy, though, is, like, even if you're talking about that, the beginning of the Clerks movie is you watch it and, like, you hear, you know, Dante answer the phone. It's like, okay, 11 o'clock or I fucking walk. You know, like, he's, (laughs) I mean, you hear, like, a brief conversation, but then it's all just basically, like, him doing stuff and then, like, the gum in the locks and then getting out the sheet and the... I assure you we're open. (laughs) I, I assure you we're open. What smells like shoe polish? Like, and then you see, like, when Randall, like, walks in to get the videos, like, like, he just, he randles in. Like, Mm -hmm. and, like, within, you know, like, if you 
think about it, like within the first like five minutes of that movie, there's maybe ten lines of dialogue, but like the you get Dante, you get in, in you see Randall, and then you hear Randall and Dante interact, and you mm-hmm. see Dante interact with a customer. Like within like those five minutes and ten lines, like you have a very clear picture of these two main characters, right. and you get what 22 minutes for this pilot and you're at the end of it. We're sitting here wondering who the hell these guys are. Is this guy about to go fucking sell insurance or what? <laughs> right. Well, it's almost like, you know, in the first conversation they show them having is with Carrie Russell and they're kind of like, they're kind of like mean spirited. And I don't really think that's the intro you want to have to these guys because yeah, in the original movie, they they did have some some meanness to them and they had a little anger build up obviously but i don't think they were hammering customers and making fun of them because they really hated them i think it was just something to pass the time and i think like just being mean outright to Carrie Russell's character in the very beginning i think paints a an odd picture i guess well, yeah their meanness in the movie was more turned inward especially dante hmm. Right. Or somebody had to earn it. You know, what's the cat's name? Annoying customer. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just it's just out, out, outright mean. And for like a cold open, that just seems like a very strange choice. Because the, the way the show is structured is they definitely had like the intro. And then they have like a minute long scene. And then a break already. So I don't know if there was like a longer intro that was going to go kind of in, mm. that, in that second spot there. But they had something, or or it was just that that was their first commercial break, which would have been strange. But I think that's generally a cold open, um, type type of arrangement. Um, I'm, let's let's see what else we got here. We're kind of in random note territory now. Um, one thing that I noticed is that you could tell the pilot needed another edit for sure, and that's obviously because it's unaired. There's like a yell from Todd. I think is the ice cream guy, right? Is it Todd? Yes. Todd, yes. But anyways, he screams when he's pulled away from Carrie Russell at that mixer thing, and it like extends into the next scene, and then it cuts off like really suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a very very strange audio edit. Um, so that that's one thing I noticed. I have a bunch of Wikipedia notes, but if you guys have any random notes, toss them out there. I do, but I will yield to our guest first. Go ahead, Nick. I I, I was confused because they had like. Carrie Russell is like the romantic interest, but if I recall correctly, didn't Dante wasn't there a Veronica in this as well? Well, Ver- so, yeah. Well, Carrie Russell was the romantic interest for Todd, I think. Uh, they were like they were trying to hook those two up. Brewer was trying to work his Brewer magic and get those two together. I think that just doesn't make it. it was like why that is an you... unnecessary story. Yes, especially also like... especially in a pilot. Mm-hmm. That's also like anti-Randall. Like the entire like, there's a scene in the movie where, like, Randall is like trying to say nice things about Dante to Veronica, but also like suggesting that he's latently homosexual. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like that. I think that was the thing that I that that bothered me more than this. Like, you never got the sense that like anybody was actually friends. Like right. Dante and Randall, like especially like. It, going ahead to like clerks the animated series or especially like clerks two is like you get the feeling like they're 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 uh in in the words of jay like they're hetero life mates right and like you don't get that sense in this at all and like that's what makes the whole thing work is they're like a couple 
you you get it in that one moment by the car which i talked about right. but then yeah, yeah, yeah. the ice cream guy probably comes fucking crashing through the window what's right. up guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm here it's fucking terrible um uh, I have some Wikipedia stuff, so some some wiki facts, and again, let's all take these with a grain of salt. But you know, they're they're sourced through, I believe, a Kevin Smith live DVD. So, um, the character of Jay was featured originally, and Smith had to point out that he owned the character rights to Jay and Silent Bob. So the producers changed the character's name to Ray, and that was the uh, guy who was stealing uh, from the store. So they changed one letter, but that was like their Jay character. Who I mean, I'm sure he he's off from the movie too. Um, so uh, it says off. that it says that O'Halloran O'Halloran, and that's Randall, right? Or which which uh, one is that? No, O'Halloran is Dante, yes, and Jeff okay. Anderson is Randall. They said that they both auditioned for the role of Dante, as Anderson's part of Randall Graves from the film had already been filmed by been filled by Jim Brewer. After seeing the results, Smith said it was terrible, and both of them said they were glad they didn't get the part. So could you imagine if the guy who played Randall in the movie got Dante in the show? No. That would be <laughs> worse, be, somehow worse than this show, I that think. That would be incredible in every way. <laughs> um, okay, so um, some more some IMDb facts now. Um, Brewer had actually just appeared on Home Improvement that year in 95, and that appearance would net him a show that Grimes, we were talking about over text, called Buddies. Yeah, man. Which was a show that he did with Dave Chappelle for a very short time. He was replaced after being in the unaired pilot. So he had two unaired pilots in a row. Um, somebody else took his role after that. Then he had Half-Baked and then SNL and obviously, you know, all that good stuff. Um, Felicity wasn't until 1998 for Carrie Russell. So she still had three years until her breakout role. Um, the woman who played Veronica had bit parts and things, but didn't really do much afterwards. And then Lowry, who played Dante, he was 25 at the time. And he did not do anything between, like, 97 and 2003. So he appeared in, like, an episode of Baywatch, Buffy, but he didn't do anything for, like, 16 years. <laughs> so this show obviously didn't send him into the stratosphere. The most successful person is Ray, whose name is Bodie Alfman, married, at least at one time, to Jenna Alfman. And, oh! Yeah, and he was in Mod Squad. Enemy of the State, Gone in 60 Seconds, Almost Famous, Collateral, a bunch of shows. The guy works quite a bit. So, yeah, he works quite a bit. Um, The AV Club said about this show that Smith had nothing to do with the pilot, with everybody involved. Probably wishes they would would stay buried forever. So, again, he had no involvement in this. Um, Music. We had Bash and Pop making me sick. That was the theme song for the show. Also from the movie, we had Green Day Chump. Uh, and this is the uploader of the YouTube version who said this. Um, Weezer Jamie and yeah. Soul Asylum Can't Even Tell was the ending song. So some good, yeah. some good music, at least. The, whoever was yeah. doing the music was pretty pretty damn good at their job. Right. And I, I did notice that Weezer playing in the background. Um, yeah. That's a top 10 Weezer song to me, Jamie. That's like, oh, yeah. you know, that's a jam. We'll have to have that debate some other time. Um, so. But... But there was also at Cliff's house in the party scene Vanilla Ice in the background showing that he's like a lame ass. Like, oh, we listen to Weezer in the cool group. And over here, these fuck boys are listening to Vanilla Ice. So clearly we win. Cliff was called a dweeb 
a narc, and a coward in this pilot. <laughs> I love that he said coward because I hadn't heard that word for probably 20 years until I met you. <laughs> I know. I use that quite often. It's one of my favorite insults. But um, also, he almost falls off a water tower. He gets insulted at his own party. Cliff may have the worst pilot episode arc of any character we have studied so far. He gets abused. Yeah, he's a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so anything else we want to toss out there before we play our game anything else itching at you guys I kind of like this pilot believe it or not I thought it had it's moments you know it's definitely not the worst pilot by far that we've watched Um, I just think it probably would have been okay if it was done on cable with Kevin Smith at least like consulting there's like a um, there's like a sick, a kernel of a sitcom or a kernel of a, a series there. in like the clerk's idea, like because you go be to work okay every show. day. Yeah, I think it would be an all right show. Nick, do you have anything uh, anything left here? I I think that the clerk's animated series really did sort of demonstrate the fact that mm-hmm. this could work as a TV show if Kevin Smith was involved, but also showed definitely that this is very much limited by network tv right uh what, like this, what, what is, this network, is definitely a cable thing what network was that show on abc oh god damn <laughs> arguably the worst network i mean Jeez. at least cbs like it's shitty but it's popular abc, ABC is just what do they even have espn a- i guess abc is the one that has it don't isn't abc the one that has abc family they do, but it's yes. called Freeform now, so watch out. Uh, <laughs> the ABC yeah. family heads will come after you. Actually, at that time, didn't ABC still have um, oh, T- TGIF? Yeah, Probably, yeah, yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they still had TGIF, so they're, they're kicking some butt. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know which, you know, we usually say the network and everything, but I'll have to look up what network this was supposed to air on. Um, but it's slipping my mind. So hopefully when I do the intro for this show later, I will have found the network. If you, if you heard it, I did my research. Okay, let's play the IMDb game. All right, Nick. So the IMDb game is pretty simple. I'm going to give you 10 shows, and you are going to try to name the highest person on the IMDb list as possible. So we've already, we've already found out that the IMDb list is a very fickle bitch. And it like is. sometimes it will be ordered by episodes. Sometimes it will be like the biggest star. Most of the time, I found it's ordered by episodes. Um, so you basically you have to try to find you know if you who who you can who you can name who's the highest. We'll give points from one to five. All right. So first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And our last wrinkle in the game is if you get first then you can get one more guess. If you get second, you get another guess. So you can actually earn 15 points through yeah. each of them if you name all five. So you get five points for number one on down the list. So you got to name okay. somebody in the top five off the IMDb list. So we always start with the show that we just did, and that is Clerks, which is listed as a TV short on IMDb. <laughs> so what's your best guess as to who is top build on the imdb list and if it goes by if it's by episode it goes by um alphabetical order after that so if then if they're in the same amount of episodes it goes by alphabetical order so who do you think is first i'm gonna go i think like, i i'm just gonna i'm gonna go with jim brewer five points good start five points uh, all right so who's next uh for... 
God, who played Dante? I'm going to have to just guess and say that Carrie Russell next? Carrie Russell. Because I can't remember who played. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie Russell is not next. His name is Andrew Lowry. Ah. All right, keeping with this theme, let's do Clerks the Animated Series. Six episodes, Clerks the Animated Series. Uh, Jeff Anderson? Jeff Anderson is first. That's five points. I'm, I'm, this is, this is like, uh, I'm Alec Baldwin? <laughs> well, he is one, two, three, four. He is sixth on the list. You almost got another point there, but he played Leonardo Leonardo. <laughs> Wow, and he was only in five episodes. That was your trip. Ah, up there. that's that. That was the trip up. I forgot yeah, that he yeah. is not in but one of the episodes. That would have been second if he was in one of the episodes there. Okay, so Malcolm in the Middle is next. Oh, um, this is going to be a, a frustrating one for you. I can tell. Yeah, um, <laughs> Frankie Muniz, and that's why it's going to be frustrating because Frankie Muniz is sixth. God. What the fuck? All, 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 of, all of them were... Everybody else is alphabetically yeah. higher than him. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, yep, definitely alphabetically higher, all in 151 episodes. Shit. Okay, Gilmore Girls. Ooh. Since that uh, is doing a revival um, currently. Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham is first. You're getting the fives here, so you got another guess. Oh, God. Uh, it is the played... other girl of the Gilmore heritage. I know. I can't remember who played Corey. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I can see her. I'll give, uh, you, I'll give you one more hint. She had a guest stint in Mad Men. Oh, no. I know exactly who it is. I just can't remember her name. <laughs> you could draw her face right now. But her you name can't is Rory her. Gilmore. <laughs> uh, close. Um, I'll give you a couple yeah. more seconds. I honestly cannot remember her name, and I'm gonna feel like a real jackass. Her name is Alexis Bledel. Yeah. All right. Ash versus the Evil Dead, a show that's filming its second season now. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is first. Another five. You've gotten twenty points just off those first right now. Um. Who's second. There's I a- honestly like if this was it like when it was airing i could have told you the name of like everybody in the cast I'll, and I'll give now you a hint. there's one veteran actress who is ranked 5th it would be xena warrior princess <laughs> uh, Ooh, yes. shit man it, it would be what's her name uh i can't think remember. alliteration <laughs> lucy lawless that's right one point all right let's move on so next up is the 19 19- I think it's the 1960 version of Star Trek. I think that's the right Boy. year. 1966, excuse me, of Star uh, Trek. The uh, original. Oh my, oh my God. I'm actually reading the oral history of Star Trek right oh, now. You better get some of these then. Yeah, I'm going to feel like a real jackass if I can't. Uh, there, was only one, there was only one person in all 80 episodes. There's only one person in all 80 episodes. Is it Shatner? It is not Shatner. He is second. Leonard Nimoy is in all eighty. Ooh. Shatner's in. Seven. Oh, that's because he's a, he's the only one who's he's in the pilot. Yep. Yes, Damn yes, it! Yes. He's in the cage. Uh, DeFor- uh, DeForest Kelly was third. So you got four points there, and we're moving on to. I always like to throw in one very random one, and this is your random one. It's called Quantico, and it's <laughs> oh, cur- no. it's in its second series right now. I think it's airing on NBC. If. 
never even heard of this show. All right, you got to ask my in-laws that one. It's a, is, it, is it on CBS? I think it's on. I think it's on NBC. I believe it's in. Uh, it's uh, actually it's in season one. Or no, it just finished its first season. It's going into season two now. So yeah, that was it. There was. I'm trying to see if there's any recognizable names on here. And no, not really. All right, so six feet, six feet under is your next one. HBO. Oh, who do you got from six feet oh. under? Oh, what's your name? Uh, man, I don't know anybody. The name of anybody on that <laughs> show. Uh, Francis O'Connor. Oh, uh, it's close. I'm gonna give you that one. It's Francis Conroy. Conroy. So, yeah, pretty close. We'll give you three points for that one. And we're going to move on. We got two more. The first one is called Lie to Me. It was a Fox mm. show. It ran three seasons oh. until 2011. And it stars a Tarantino favorite. Lie to Me. Was that Michael Madsen? It was not Michael no. Madsen. It was. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'll give you one more. No. Um... You're on the right track, though. Yeah. I, it, was it Buscemi? It was not Buscemi. It was no. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Uh, oh, yes. that's... Yeah, okay. Now, now I know exactly what show you're talking about. <laughs> his, yeah, his face is that big one on the poster. Um, the last mm-hmm. the last show is How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Christ. There's a bunch of people that were in all 208 episodes, so you may have to just nail that first one. And I will give you a hint. It is not in alphabetical order. This is one of those curveballs oh. they're throwing. Okay, um, I'm Josh Radner. Josh Radner is first, five points. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm torn. Oh. I think star power. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if I'm thinking star power, I'm. See, that's like now, now there are two. One's been in a bunch of movies, but one's arguably right. way more famous. Right, uh, but who is more famous? You know. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. That, that is fourth, Shit. so we'll give you two Fear points. I led you astray. That was uh, Jason Siegel. Okay, um, you see, like I would have argued, like when the show started, Neil Patrick Harris was more famous. I think he was. Yeah, I really, I really think he was. Um, so I let's, don't know. let's count up your points here. 50, 20, 24, 27, and you got a nice thirty-four point score. That's our top ranked of the of the season so far. That's pretty, well, that's that's pretty dang good. I think I feel kind of proud. I, my <laughs> arms are actually raised in, in, in victory. So you should be proud. That's, this is a very hard game. I have played yeah. it twice, and both times I got my ass kicked. <laughs> so. Well, I think you, you got a forty one time, Grimes. Uh, don't don't hit yourself too hard there. Okay, so uh, of course this is the first episode in our unaired series. We're going to be touching on unaired pilot episodes throughout the month. Nick, are you our next guest too? Are you coming back? I, I. Uh, are, are you doing Revenge of the Nerds next? I think we are. You're, then you're, you're, I, you're coming I'm back. your next guest. You're coming back at some point in this month to do it all over again. We, we also have Alan Miller is coming back. And if you've never seen the Revenge of the Nerds pilot, we'll leave a clip here at the end of the episode. You can at least listen to it. Get yourself a little preview. The Clerks live-action pilot is on YouTube. It is fairly good quality. So I think that's uh, I think you should go check that out if you are a big fan of this property or you just want to kind of keep up with us. Grimes, do our plugs. Well, um, 
Now's the time for you to get all your vinyl needs met at modern-vinyl.com. Whoa, nice. <laughs> That's it. That's, fuck Twitter. That's all I got. At Pilot Study Pod. Besides that, of course. Uh, yeah, follow follow <laughs> us there. If you want to suggest the show, pilotstudypod at gmail.com. Nick, where can they find your podcast and all your work and you on Twitter? Uh, you can find From and Inspired By at fromaninspiredby.com, and it is on Twitter and Facebook at fromInspiredPod. You can find me on Twitter at NuthousePunks, and you can find everything I write. Uh, I just actually updated it this very afternoon at rockstarjournalist.com. That's where I aggregate everything I write for everything, including modern vinyl. That is a good domain name, and you it's are... It's also my tattoo. Like, Whoa! I'm not... Okay, yeah. <laughs> you are a seasoned pitchman, I can tell. All right, we will leave you with a clip of Revenge of the Nerds, the television show, unaired pilot. Keep up with us all month. Go back and listen to the first three episodes we dropped this season, including the West Wing in honor of the RNC and the DNC <laughs> and that apocalypse, the pending apocalypse. Uh, Vice Principals in honor of its premiere and its continuing series. And our first one was a full house, fuller house, doubleheader from hell. So go listen to that and listen to Grimes slowly lose his sanity. We will talk to you next time. This has been Pilot Study, episode number 28. Thank you. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study.